Namaste friends are you ready to get unsanskari with wexed let's get started kya surili awaaz hai then you know that's something very bullshit you need to be realistic you live in india the parents it's not just two people dating it's even your parents dating you the parents dating them everything mix the whole society is also dating you everything so i honestly did not know ki for the longest time what i'm doing is called masturbation like basically i did not know the term masturbation uh, well ideal situation mein i won't be a parent you know i don't want to fuck up on everything <laughs> hey folks we found our space to talk about anything and everything unsanskari and we're here to share it with you so tune in with us bi-weekly on wednesdays as we talk about a wide range of things from beauty standards and dating in india to thoughts around sex work and weird reasons to divorce your partner Time for you to mark your calendars for August third, and don't forget to follow at the rate Day and Sanskari Pod on Instagram and at the rate Unsanskari Pod on Twitter for more regular updates. Adios, amigos. This is Vartika, and we're back with another unsanskari episode for you. Today's episode is actually kind of hutke from our regular stuff, so I'm very excited. Uh, but before we dive into all of that, I want to remind you all to follow us on Instagram at the rate the unsanskari pod and on Twitter at the rate unsanskari pod. Now, don't forget that we roll out new episodes bi-weekly on Wednesdays, so stay tuned. And yeah, thank you for being a part of this with us. All right. So today we'll be deep diving into divorces and um not just the regular kind rather some bizarre ones I don't know if I can use that word but it might not be bizarre to you but um again some bizarre ones that caught our eyes in minds um for that I have with me fellow team member Shrishti who you've all heard from in our humans and sex episode again um oh sorry it was called first sex ever Um sorry humans and sex was supposed to be the original name anyways point being that you've heard her here and if you haven't listened to that episode please go listen to that episode and we also have a very special guest with us Samreen um so hi folks how about you go ahead and say your hi's to our listeners hello everybody i'm shrishti i work in the development sector so that means that i work with people to talk about uncomfortable topics with ease Hi everyone, I'm Samreen. I'm an IP lawyer, passionate about diversity and inclusion at the workplace, at home and everywhere else. I'm also a posh trainer and a DNI coordinator. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for joining us. We're happy to have you and we're very excited to listen to your insights. Um all right so let's get started then so when shrishti and i were researching cases for this episode we came across so many different reasons people want to separate from their partners there were headlines around divorces because one partner wouldn't cook rice for the other and like elsewhere there were like wives uh, were only feeding their husbands laddus maggi and what not like a <laughs> uh, food was very central to this by the way and uh, no not all cases um were around husbands completely reliant on their wives 
to feed them um there were also like people fed up with their partners for not bathing or not being presentable enough to the point they wanted a divorce like imagine how bad do you have to smell that someone just want, like your partner just wants to end things with you but um anyways um i think one important thing that i'd like to point out is that these are just headlines and not the whole story so today we'll be centering our conversation around just three cases so that we can get the full scoop from our expert lawyers here <laughs> shrishti how about you go ahead and give us a brief summary of these cases all right uh, so i'll start with the most interesting one uh, the headlines i say interesting because the headlines for this particular case uh, were very clickbaity when um, you know news websites had published it uh, so this is called the maggie case and uh, principal district and sessions court judge ml ragunath he had shared in an interview that this came up uh, this case came up when he was uh, the district judge in balari so in an interview he had said that uh, the husband um had complained that his wife did not know how to prepare any food other than maggi noodles that me- means that it meant uh, noodles for breakfast noodles for lunch and noodles for dinner maggi noodles in specific mm-hmm. and the husband also complained that uh, his wife whenever she went to the store all she bought was instant noodles only so he was the one who called it the maggi case and uh, judge ragunath also you know uh, said that the couple ultimately got divorced on mutual consent so my problem with this particular case is that this very brief interview with the judge was sufficient for the internet to run wild with it so much so that the facts of the case were totally overlooked and in this interview judge ragunath also said that uh, he brought up this very important point that courts generally use uh, sentiments to bring compromise among couples and to reunite couples because there are more uh, psychological issues than physical uh, in most cases with regards to divorce cases Yeah, I mean um I had watched quite a few reels on this case and I definitely think there has to be more to this than what was fed to us on social media. Um I have a question though and I might sound dumb again I'm not the lawyer here but what do you mean uh, when you say the court uses sentiments to bring about a compromise so like do courts always try to prevent divorces from happening if reasons are psychological or something that's not a big deal to the i don't know to someone who's externally seeing all of this happening um because i feel like something that might not be a big issue for the court um can be a big thing for um relationships no so first off i want to discuss two things here one the pressure that is put on individuals to conform to traditional gender norms and cooking is almost always at the top on top of this list for women I understand that we don't know the whole story here and are going off the headline worthy aspects of it but I do want to point out that every time there's a shift in gender norms there is an impact on like the balance of a traditional relationship so when an individual breaks that cycle for example in this case it's the wife's inability or unwillingness to cook anything beyond maggi the husband sees it as a reason for divorce because uh we see this in our home where the male members are relaxing chatting away and the female counterparts are serving tea organizing meals serving them ensuring that everyone is fed so at the face of it sure the wife is breaking the norm that women cook for their husbands and 
and at this point i want to ask this question like why was the wife the only one making the maggi did the husband not attempt to make anything at all like even maggi and the second thing i want to discuss is that when you read all these articles about this particular case and there are quite a few most of them use the word petty or some version of this as if this was a petty reason and even the judge said it in one of the articles that you know this was a petty reason and i think that by calling this a petty reason we are invalidating the gender inequality that presents itself here uh, these are not petty issues be it from the male perspective or the female perspective and i think we are coming into our own and we are more sure of what we want as individuals so if i don't want a spouse or partner who makes maggi every day and that affects my happiness and quality of life then it's not a petty issue and we shouldn't call it that and to answer your question there are some conditions that need to be followed before one can file for divorce and one of them is to stay with the person or be in the marriage for at least a year the court does try and intervene and help help a couple reconcile through counseling and mediation but at the end of the day the court cannot force anyone to stay in a marriage and since uh and like you said earlier something that one finds trivial may not be so for another so absolutely yeah that that makes a lot of sense um if someone doesn't want to eat maggi every day like even keeping aside like what they're cooking for themselves and like you know what the other partner's cooking or whatever like i i don't think it's fair to call it a petty issue or something that you know uh it it i do find it a little unrealistic though cuz like wouldn't wasn't the wife getting bored eating maggi for all meals either like how was she eating it eat- now maggi no i would eat maggi a lot okay so our second case for today it's pertaining to complaints of a gentleman and his complaints was that sex was demanded excessively so he said mm-hmm. his wife was a uh, court adamant aggressive stubborn and autocratic and she would pick up quarrels for no reasons uh the man in his petition he told the court that his wife was showing and again court excessive and insatiable desire for sex and harassed him since the beginning of the marriage uh there were several allegations and i'll list them out briefly uh the first was that she administered him medicines the second was that she forced him to consume liquor third that she forced him into having unnatural sex and the fourth that whenever he tried to resist she would abuse him following which he had to succumb to her pressure and persistent demands oh my god that's really sad so uh, the you know complaint went as far as to say that uh, you know his wife made his life horrible with her cruel behavior and her uh, excessive uh, need for sex and he uh, you know felt that her demands were a danger to his life and limb so he said that you know these demands made it difficult for him to live together with her under one roof so dealing with um, the undefined term cruelty under section 13 of hindu marriage act uh, which provides uh, for grounds of uh, for, for grounds for divorce the bench in this case had said that the onus was on the one seeking divorce to uh, prove the evidence that a particular con- conduct of other partner had caused him or her cruelty now in this particular case due to uh, the wife's non appearance before the court the husband's evidence was uh, you know it remained unchallenged on record and therefore the decree for divorce was given as prayed 
in this case, um, you know, I think a lot of questions come up because at the face of it, there'll be a lot of jokes made like, haha, he's a dude and he's complaining about yeah. getting too much sex. But that is such a sexist comment, inherently sexist. There's a lot of issues uh, that the society immediately thinks are pertaining to women or men in particular. But we fail, into, we fail to take into account that our society, in fact, is made up of many communities, many members, and failing to recognize that makes our growth and development very one-dimensional. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I as you said, I think the first thing anyone listening to this case would say is that like what the fuck and like i think that is so wrong of course it's very very problematic people need to break away from the thought process that all men want is sex and like um because that plays sorry all men want sex actually both both are true (laughs) that plays a lot into like you know how society would view this case in my opinion um and makes me think though uh what is cruelty here like does it include sexual assault um because the first thing that popped up um, in my mind uh, was the fact that this guy is straight up being assaulted by his wife. And um, if what he's saying is true, of course. Um, and so did the course court do anything about that? Uh, so the term cruelty is very wide and undefined, like Shishri mentioned earlier, and very subjective. So both demanding excessive or withholding physical relations could be a ground for divorce since it would fall under both mental and physical cruelty. So this case in particular would be sexual cruelty and frankly to me this is in line with any other form of cruelty. So when an individual is incapable of tolerating the conduct of their partner it is cruelty and it could be cruelty and the intention of the person conducting themselves this way has no bearing on whether or not it is cruelty. So without turning this into a lecture on law like I'd I want to share a few examples of what uh, cruelty could be. And these things happen on a day-to-day basis. Uh, Body shaming, constant taunting, and repeated humiliation, insults in front of strangers and family. All of these are forms of cruelty and can be legitimate grounds of divorce. Uh, And coming to whether this is a case of sexual assault or not, I don't think, not the way that I understand it, understand it at least because the husband has been forced into and manipulated into engaging into these acts it may be sexual harassment but then again since marriage in the society that we live in is viewed as a sacred relation in many cultures and we are still struggling to criminalize marital rape cruelty being such a wide and undefined term is where a lot of abused individuals both men and women can seek refuge under the current law. So I saved the best for the last because this is my favorite for sure. So in this particular case, um, as the marriage of the two uh, people progressed, things did not go as expected because each time after they had their intimate session, the husband found that his wife still needed her own personal stimulation to content herself. (laughs) This took a big hit on his ego and he did what one would normally do. He called both the families and had like a roundtable discussion with them as to why he could no longer stay in the marriage and wanted to divorce her. So the family members, you know, they were like, wait, why? What's happening? He said, she's satisfying herself sexually despite me being in the same bed. 
now <laughs> let's put aside the horror of the family members because i cannot even you know this is one of the rare instances out of i this is one of the rare instances where i say that i do not wish to be a fly on the wall because just think of the second hand embarrassment that's killing me imagine yeah, being a family exactly. member being in that room having that discussion anyways so putting that horror aside so i also want to point out how this meeting with the family members was called for without having a conversation with his wife they did not have a conversation on here that what is so exactly oh, okay, i think okay, that speaks on. volumes on uh, you know what the yeah. underlying problems were already that were that was brewing you know before she started satisfying herself in bed herself because you know have a conversation with your wife your spouse uh, discuss what the problems were but anyways as uh, things did not were not going well for them as it were uh, the marriage naturally ended up in a volatile divorce and the woman actually left india and she you know jetted off to europe uh, but the main thing to be looking at here is the stigma that is attached to masturbation uh, here the wife was you know literally shooed off the country for satisfying herself and uh, you know the divorce Uh, you know I- i'm sure added to the thappa that was already being discussed and was brought to the table wow this story feels right out of a movie but oh man like first of all i am so proud of my girl to take her pleasure into her own hands satmanirbhar bharat go uh, but yes in the way our families and society are structured calling a meeting to discuss this is so not thoughtful on the guy's part like i am all for you know openly talking about pleasure and sexuality but not in such cases when you haven't even discussed it with your own partner but i think like that was his intention to humiliate her uh but anyways this actually reminds me of a movie um, i don't know if you guys have watched it it's called lust stories on netflix where kiara advani is caught pleasuring herself with a vibe uh, by the whole family and like eventually that leads to vicky koshal and her separating i think um but yeah wow this is this is really a wild story i'd just like to add that you know this i don't think was the husband uh, being a mature person and trying to have an open conversation this was right. him shaming someone for masturbating for giving uh, for someone taking charge of their own pleasures and mm. that's obviously not okay either you know have yeah. that conversation where you're open to learning and accepting or i don't know get better absolutely i think as individuals and women uh, we are becoming more vocal about what we want and wherever that may be and any attempt at shaming individuals for expressing themselves is very problematic and like it has been pointed out i think the bigger problem here is the fact that the meeting was called without the wife's consent this to me sounds like an attempt one to shame this person and two to take away a woman uh, a woman's agency circling back to you know gender norms and gender inequality the fact that this person's partner thought that telling his and his wife's family that he wishes to end a relationship before even discussing it with the very person in that relationship just reinforces the ideology that women are just property and incapable of making decisions and is very manipulative because again the idea is to shame this person into whatever idea that 
he has for his wife and their physical relations and a lot of this does come from ingrained patriarchy and unconscious bias that we may have towards genders uh, but i think it's our responsibility as seemingly educated individuals to actively acknowledge this bias and work on it Shruti and Sameen, this all these stories are really making me want to ask both of you. Do you think divorce over such reasons is a thing of this generation only, or like have we been seeing such cases since forever? Like, do you think this is a generational issue? Because you know, more than often, we've seen how the older generations would choose to be in an unhappy marriage rather than even think about divorce. Um, so them getting divorces over Maggie and sex sounds like really impossible to me. Yeah, I don't think it's fair to shame anybody for getting divorced for frivolous reason because we've you know just discussed what may be petty to somebody may not be petty to someone else because we're not mm-hmm. living that life we're not in that marriage and as outsiders there's only so much we know. Uh, just in that Maggie case, for example, uh, we only ever heard the husband side of things, and we think it's so funny. We think it's hilarious that such a case could even exist. Uh, but you know, due to the absence of the wife at the court hearing, we will never know what her side of things were, or you know, we'll never understand things from her perspective. For all you know, there was only so much money to cook that food every day, and maybe she was doing her best. So choosing happiness yeah. over an unhappy marriage is absolutely okay because the laws of the land ensure that we do have that choice. I think we all want to live a life that is both personally and individually rewarding and satisfying. So if a relationship or anything else doesn't serve one well and is causing one to be unhappy, walking away from it and removing yourself from that equation is a good idea. This is not to say that we don't give in a little to our loved ones or be considerate of them or find ways to make it work. Of course, we should make whatever attempts we can to make things work in a relationship. But where do you draw the line? And we all do need to draw that line and ask ourselves how much of myself am I going to give to this? And uh, I have seen a wide spectrum of marriages around me where. Uh, some people stay through affairs multiple affairs and various forms of cruelty i think we've discussed the different kinds of cruelty that happen on a day to day basis and these people stay in these marriages and relationships because they don't find the courage to choose themselves and their happiness for whatever reason and on the other end and this is a term that i learned of only when bill and melinda gates got divorced it's called gray divorce where older people who have been in you know relatively longer marriages are actively opting out of them and i do know a couple mm. who divorced in their 80s because they were unhappy and wow. that's it so i don't think it's the generation i think it's the fact that we as a society are evolving and are becoming relatively more courageous to make decisions that make us happy whatever that decision yeah. is yeah and i love that i i love the fact that you know people are getting becoming more cognizant of uh what they want from their lives and what is fulfilling and what's not um it's again yeah i think all of us have seen people uh, around us who are stuck in very unfair situations to them and yet they choose to to stick around because of course there are many limitations again not shaming anyone for staying in a marriage that's not maybe happy or like you know there are other concerns but um 
it's it's if you if you have the privilege to and i think if you have the modes to um it's i think i feel really happy to know that people are choosing their happiness and their fulfillment over all of this but i want to ask you guys and um i'm going to make this my last question for the day um so what about in general though like according to stats are divorce rates higher now like in my opinion that's not a bad thing necessarily of course um but what do you all think is there a downside to divorces being more convenient if that makes sense so when uh, amir khan and kiran rao uh, when they announced a the divorce a lot of conversation surrounding that was how the institution of marriage in india is crumbling by the day and i thought the vibe of that sentiment was very tum kya jaano ramesh babu because the millennials and the gen z were almost being lectured on ideal love and how that takes sacrifices adjustment and compromises you know to keep the marriage alive a bbc report of uh, 2016 it stated that out of 1000 marriages only 13 end in divorce in india uh, i really hope that today that percentage has gone up even if slightly because that would mean that like you know we discussed earlier that would mean that a lot of people are finding uh, that courage and that encouragement to get out of bad marriage uh, and that the fear of sanskar or the lack of thereof uh, previously what was keeping them from being happy uh, they're able to break away from that uh, you know that also means that people are able to find their voice to speak up to stand for themselves and hopefully they're doing this alongside their families who are being supportive of their decisions okay. yeah like for sure it's so like i said earlier we all need to draw that line and it's so difficult to do it because we're so like the idea of you know compromise is normal in a marriage and especially i think uh, indian matchmaking there's always that seema aunty saying things like <laughs> you won't get sixty percent, and you'll get only sixty percent. Won't get hundred percent. So I think I want that hundred percent. And there is one individual in that show that constantly says, "I want this, and this is it." Like, why compromise on the life you want to live when you have that option? And I just want to say that I hope more people find the courage to walk away from relationships that don't serve them and find happiness, even if that means the divorce rate. spike sky high i'm hoping that they do and you know at this point i also want to say that i hope we continue to go down this path and you know maybe along the way marriage and divorce will be more inclusive to all genders absolutely we love absolutely. intersectionality yes yes and i i love the points both of you have you know highlighted here cuz it is so important for us to realize often these things are seen in a very negative light but um, there's such a huge bright side to it um which is very empowering all right so i think that was a great discussion on divorces i did not really think that we would have one of our episodes be on divorces but i feel like it's such an unsanskari thing to have so i love that we did it um listeners please tell us as we near the end of the season there's one more episode left after you hear this one um it's a very beautiful one um and i say that because the episode is oh wait i can't give you the name malika will get mad at me hold on <laughs> shishti wants to say something go on shishti in my closing note i'd just like to say since samneen mentioned indian matchmaking aparna i love you somehow please be listening to this and we love how strong you are and you said that you don't want to give up yes 
uh, I think my closing note is I'd just like to quickly go through uh, the grounds for divorce because today we went through only one. I'll uh, just very briefly go through it. Uh, there's seven in total. The first one being adultery, self-explanatory, cruelty, the one that we just went through. Uh, desertation. So here, if one of the spouse voluntarily abandons one partner for at least two years, then they can file for divorce. Uh, the next one is conversion. That means, uh, you know, if either uh, of the two converts himself or herself into another religion, that can be a ground for divorce. Uh, there's mental disorder. There's leprosy, uh, venereal disease, renunciation. So that means if your spouse, I don't know, becomes a monk, then you can file for divorce. Um, if they are not heard of, as in if, you know, they are considered legally dead, um, that can be a ground. Uh, and no resumption of cohabitation. That means that uh, if a couple, after having filed for divorce, they fail to resume their cohabitation, then uh, that becomes a ground. So, yeah, that's my closing note. Interesting. We learn new things every day. Today, I've learned a lot about divorces. So I let's see where I get to use this knowledge. All right, Sunreen, any final things you want to share with us? I think I just want to add one more ground. And I think uh, it's very important. Uh, unhappiness is a ground for divorce that <laughs> we all need to acknowledge. Like if you're unhappy <laughs> in that marriage, it's a very valid ground like we all deserve to be happy in whatever relationships and like you know life is very short and if this relationship is making you unhappy I think we should just ask ourselves what am I getting out of this and if your answer is more unhappiness stress like draw that line and it's very hard but it's something that is necessary and uh, whatever the law says you know we'll find a way to get you oh, yes. that's, that's 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 uh that's a good closing note yeah I, lo- I love that our listeners know that now um but yeah guys always um choose your happiness of course and um that's that's really important again don't follow don't forget to follow us on instagram at the rate um the unsanskari board and on twitter at the rate unsanskari board um and if you want some nice gyan follow at the rate vexen.india as well all right then thank you people thank you so much samreen for joining us this was great and i will see you all next time bye bye bye